Now tuning in to Earbud Media, audio for everyone. done this for 170 weeks that's and every time it baffles me every time it's just i'm like wow we did it again how dare we saying it like that like <laughs> it sounds like you're talking about a child like yeah <laughs> how old is my baby i'm so glad you asked they're 170 <laughs> weeks it's like what the fuck karen just <laughs> say they're almost four <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> Yeah, uh, Timmy's like 4,000 minutes old. <laughs> they just start singing the Rent song. Like, oh my god, yeah. <laughs> well, they count the minutes. Oh, no. Ugh. Kill me. Instead. It's about time we brought up musical theater on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, I can't believe it's the first time we've ever talked about it. <laughs> There's no way that's true. Right? No, we've talked about Rent so many times. Have we? Okay, well... <laughs> The amount of times that we've talked about Glee have to count for something, right? Oh, sure, sure, yeah. 40 Glee references equals one genuine musical theater <laughs> Right. <laughs> That's the conversion, right? That's, that has to count for something. Yeah. We know theater. Listen. <laughs> yeah, two former theater kids here. <laughs> right. We, we get it. We just don't like to talk about it. It's not the time or place. Listen, will I still bop to the Heather soundtrack? Absolutely. Don't even talk to me about Spring Awakening, okay? Yeah, listen. Listen. (laughs) Don't. This isn't the time or place. I don't want to get into it. This is not the theater podcast. (laughs) This is not into the the backstage, into the (laughs) break-a-legs. Into the (laughs) break-a-legs. But we we haven't stooped so low, but we might get there. (laughs) This isn't into the... (laughs) What the fuck? Comedy roll threes. Got it. <laughs> yep. Uh, this isn't into the uh, massage train or Ooh, into the... Yeah. Ooh, into the thank you five. <laughs> oh my god. Or... <laughs> yeah. Or after first performance, Denny's that oh we all share god. fries. Um, yeah. And just blagger every fucking, like, customer service worker there. Oh, Jesus Christ. For real. It was Red Robin for us, because we didn't have a Denny's close by. We haven't talked about Hamilton, so. Um. <laughs> we actually have, I need you to bleep this. I know I'm going to do it, but <laughs> you'd actually <laughs> The first time you actually bleep something is when I talk about bleep. Um, <laughs> yes. Honestly, that's fair, actually. Uh we don't need to attract that crowd, so. And you know the algorithm <laughs> won't saying, do it. I'm just saying, 2015 so. was a rough year for culture. Listen, you don't have to say anything. Personally, you don't. I listen. I regret my Halloween costume that year. You don't even need to talk about it, okay? So I get it. Listen, I know. I as someone who was super into it, and like I get it. I, I whenever I think about or see Hamilton reference, I just think of that one. Tumblr fan art in which they drew of the founding fathers as like LGBT woke icons oh or whatever. Oh my god. Like, like Thomas Jefferson is like an ace arrow fucking icon and I was like I would I'm going to bury myself. I'm going to bury myself and never come out. Yeah, let me just do you a favor and I'll die instead. Yeah. Actually. <laughs> actually humanity wasn't worth it. I'm gonna just yeah. Call it quits. Thomas Jefferson, with his fucking wooden ass teeth, smelled right. like piss, would have killed me instead, right. actually. Yes. So <laughs> I'll do us all a favor and just shut the fuck up. Just, mm. Anyways. <laughs> this is all bullshit. Doesn't matter. Uh, but anyways, welcome to Into the Twilight. Welcome. <sighs> Cody, how the hell are you doing? I'm doing Okay. Okay. But I can't stop thinking about this, and you put this in the show notes, so I will just, like, yank it from under you before you get a chance. 
Um, I can't stop thinking about the Entertainment Weekly Pride cover. I, listen. (laughs) (laughs) It haunts my waking moment. I, tag yourself, please. (laughs) Well, I mean, what I really wanted to bring up, obviously, is Keisu seducing Lily Tomlin. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's, um, uh, Entertainment Weekly, listen, no. hey, what's, uh, what's, uh, what's up, how are we doing, was that- I also can't stop thinking about the literal brick, the just literal the Lego, <laughs> the literal brick in the middle of it, so I didn't know about this Entertainment Weekly thing until today. Um, yeah. When I saw someone on Twitter, but it was just a tweet that said computer enhance. They <laughs> went from <laughs> uh, they had a the who was it? Oh, it was E underscore Alex Jung. Um, and they oh, had yeah. them. They had the fucking illustration. I almost said comic. It's not funny. Um, But they had the illustration and they zoomed in on the fucking it's supposed to be a brick. It looks like a Lego brick, though. It does. It's so awful. Um, Everyone else is so, like, photorealistic in, like, that weird cartoony way and the brick is just, like, a clip art of a Lego. It is. It's so awful. Anyways, um, I don't want to know about that Zoom call and why no. they had to do this. Um, one of my other favorite commentary bits is um, someone was like, why did they put Adam Sandler in that? <laughs> um, but that's great. So. Yeah. Could you imagine the conversation between Janelle Monet and Adam Sandler in this photo? <laughs> it really does tell a story because Janelle Monet has, uh, looks very bashful in this scene. Yeah. So. Um, anyways, it's, uh, it's haunting this, this photo, so I hate it. Yep. How are you, dude? Well, I'm, (laughs) you know what? I'm so glad you asked. Um, Yeah, (laughs) it sounds like it. I, today, feel like a plastic bag floating through the wind. Shout out Katy Perry. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Another queer icon, you know? Stop. <laughs> Listen, she kissed a girl once. She's allowed. <laughs> she went from Jean-Benet Ramsey to being a queer icon. And, you know, good for her. Um, and now I think she's still with John Mayer, which, like, really, you know, went from the top to the bottom there. Uh, right. Yeah. We all make mistakes, you know? <laughs> truly. Starting to, you know, listen, um... Tour season is rough. Yeah. So <laughs> there's not a lot of comedy to come out of that other than, you know, um, it's about to be Gemini season and I'm, um, all I want to do is leave this plane of existence. <laughs> like, but I'm yeah. forced to stay at home um, for other people's health, but also right. selfishly, like, my health, because I'm immunocompromised, so. Yeah. Um, all I want to do is spread my wings and fly. <laughs> you <laughs> so know? So many fun little pop references you're making with this anecdote. You know? And you know, it's like, it's like I'm like a bird, you know? And I want to fly I am away. like a bird. <laughs> I, I would be like a bird if I wasn't so scared of birds, honestly. Right. <laughs> yeah, you are quite bird-like for someone who is petrified of birds. It's true. I do aspire to fly away. It's just that I wish that that was synonymous with something I wasn't so scared of. Yeah, really, the, the I think the ideal thing for you is to just have, like, an I Dream of Genie sort of lifestyle. It's true. And just do a little hand motion thing and boop. I don't even want to start talking about I Dream of Genie because I grew up with I Dream of Jeannie, and I love oh, that show. Oh, me too. So yeah. much. Um, I, that and, like, fucking Bewitched, I grew yeah. up so much. I tried so hard as a kid to try to do that little nose wiggle. <laughs> Cannot do the nose wiggle. Yeah. Cannot. It's a shame. 
And she's still trying, folks. I'm day. trying right now, and I cannot do it. It's so fucked up. <laughs> Listen, we're all trying to learn new skills during the Newtons, you know? Trying to, like, try out some stuff, figure out new things that you didn't know you could do. Listen. And Allie still is just... She's gonna do it. Some people are trying to make bread. Some people are trying to, like, come out of this with being able to color or get new pets. I'm just trying to be able to wiggle my nose like Bewitched. And, goddammit, I'm not leaving until I can. (laughs) I'm putting my foot down. And I'm wiggling my nose. Yep, that's me, folks. When I get really frustrated, I stamp my foot and wiggle my nose. And then I do the macarena and do the chicken dance, too. It's like a real movement that I have going on. Yeah, that sounds incredible. It's haunting, actually. Um, Speaking of haunting, we have a lot of current events this week, and a lot of them are really haunting. They're cursed. (laughs) Um, But I'm very excited to get into them. The first one. Hopefully, we don't spend too much time on it, though I feel like we could spend a whole hour on this moment. Uh, This was uh, an article that was sent in to us by our unofficial intern, Taylor Browntown. Shout out. So, Taylor sent this haunting article to us. Um, I think Mm. it's Pajiba? I'm not entirely sure. Yeah. But this is something that was written this week by a Kaylee Donaldson. Um, And the article title is, Yes, this is yet another movie based on Twilight fan fiction because we will never have peace. And I... (sighs) When I clicked on this, I was incredibly suspicious, um, as I am with everything that Taylor sends us. The further that I got down on this the and scrolled and, and read on this, I was incredibly more and more suspicious um, because of the fact that this is a movie that is set up on a streaming service. <laughs> and what is... Tell me more about this streaming service, Cody. <laughs> it's called Passion Flicks. Yeah. Uh, not a great start. Not great. And apparently, it is for specifically movies that are based off or adapted from, like, salacious romance novels. Sure. Um, and this movie in particular <laughs> is Gabriel's Inferno. Sure. Um, written by... Sylvian Reynard, um, and it is described here as being essentially Fifty Shades, but set in a university. <sighs> Which, to be fair, Fifty Shades is sort of, but okay. Right. I mean, Fifty Shades, <laughs> like, the power dynamic is bad, right? But put that in a school setting, and it gets so much worse. Right. So much worse. Now, this company of passion flicks gets a little bit <laughs> sketchier. There's a little, there's a little intrigue um, behind the surface. Here. Yes, because I'm, I'm already suspicious of something titled Gabriel's Inferno. I'm already not interested in something that is a Fifty Shades, but with more of a power dynamic in an educational setting. Yeah. The passion flicks in itself, the company, and apparently this film, are touted here as being the product of Tosca Musk, who is the sister of Elon mm. Musk. Interesting. Incredibly interesting. I hate it. Um, I, I'm very curious, and I... I don't know why, out of all the things that you could do with an obscene amount of money, you would <laughs> choose to do this. Yeah. To just ad- adapt shitty romance novels into movies. Um, but okay. Um, we watched the trailer. 
I was not impressed, to say the least. <laughs> um, it was a lot of, like, poorly done Italian tropes. Um, but I will say that, as I mentioned to Cody off-air, my favorite part was just a, a note that was passed that just said, uh, Emerson is an ass. And it, there was not a lot of context given for why. <sighs> but, sure, I, it, I hate it, <laughs> is the main thing. If y'all want us to watch them, I won't watch this one, but <laughs> <laughs> maybe another one. Maybe. We'll see. The other piece of news that we have this week, and Cody, I'll let you start, kind of lead us on this, um, is an amazing piece from GQ. Can you tell us all about our Robert Corner this week? Welcome to my TED Talk. Thank you. I'm going to spend 45 minutes (laughs) dissecting every last word of this article. That's all I want. Just kidding. But I could. So GQ did a cover story on our fucking boy, Robert Pattinson. I love him. And it's also interesting to see kind of how magazines are sort of adapting in the Newtons, especially with, like, physical magazines and, like, magazines as an industry are so revolved around the cover star, right? Right. And, like, if you can't do, like, photo shoots and you can't do all these things, like, you got to do a lot of leaps and bounds. Like, people are doing, like, FaceTime shoots, which was fun and, like, all that kind of stuff. Right. And so when it came to our boy, he was like, what if I just take some photos myself? Yeah. And he did. I love and it honestly, so much. And honestly, they're stunning. <laughs> they're so pretty. They're really, this, like, the main one, and I, I tweeted it out, too, where he's just, like, in this gorgeous red like, coat, like, jacket, pants situation. And he's, like, in the corner of this fancy hotel, or this apartment that's not his. It was paid for by the Batman people. With these beautiful curtains and, like, all this, like, quarantine shit. Like, a fucking box of Special K and, like, beans or whatever. But it's, like, a renaissance. Beans with a Z. British beans, of course. And he, it's like a renaissance painting. It's gorgeous. It's so fucked up. I hate... It's, <sighs> yeah. It's so absurd. Like, all the photos are fantastic. There's one where it just looks like he's just vaping the fuck out of it, which I know probably isn't true, but I like to believe that. But maybe. But maybe. Um, and it's so fun to just see him be like, yeah, I'm just gonna... I mean, I'm probably getting a little bit of direction here, but I'm really just gonna go hog wild. And, like, take all these fancy clothes that I got sent and just, like, wear a weird scarf or, like, tie them around my fucking elbows. Yes. <laughs> There's one where, like, this, this this photo got tweeted a lot, too, where he just, like, looks like he's in, like, Moonrise Kingdom or some shit. Where he's just got, like, these very, like, hundred dollar scarves, like, all around, like, around his head and around his arms. And, yes. And, like, this big suit coat. And, like, underneath it, it, like, credits all the places where all the things were from and then it just says <laughs> flip-flops his own <laughs> <laughs> my favorite one and there's so many that are so good but yeah i think if i had to choose two that are my favorite my favorite one i think out of all of them is the one where it's like a super close-up of his face and he's smiling and he has his like his tongue out of his mouth, kind of, and his oh, eyes yeah. aren't really looking at the camera, and he's wearing the the blazer, um, like, the pinstripe blazer. Yeah. He looks so charming, and there's, like, a yeah. little bit of gray in his facial hair. Ugh. Ooh. So yeah. hot. Very becoming. Birthday boy. <laughs> Love that. And then yeah. the other one I really liked, and I, th- I saw this one get shared around a lot too is the one where it's also like a really close-up one of his face where you can see the nikon um camera that photo so good it's so good to me it gave me very like um fuck what is the name of that claire dennis movie the high life yeah like it reminded me a lot like he has that kind of like uh crazed facial expression in his eyes 
Yeah. I don't know. I, I, it is unreal to me that he took these photos. Yeah. He really just like turned it out. Like these are so, so good. Yeah. It was, it is so cool to be able to see that like he knows his angles and he was just like having a fucking good time yeah. with it. It's like, I'm just going to like loaf around and do my thing and be a sexy model. And like he doesn't have to perform for anyone other than himself which is so interesting i love it and like the interview itself oh my god there's a lot we learn about robert in this interview first of all he is an old man with no working technology and i love that (laughs) so much like this interview starts and he's like shit like i no wi-fi works my phones are broken my computer is garbage i got nothing i'm just here i'm working on like an iphone 4 (laughs) i'm just trying to make it work this poor guy is just like i yeah do your thing man like Zach starts this off with Robert Pattinson being like in <laughs> in brackets, blurry, <laughs> pixelated, unshaven. He's just like Zach is going for Robert's throne. <laughs> yeah, he does that all throughout this piece too, where he does little fun parentheticals about like like he describes things and then he parentheticals like what Robert actually said in order for him to like have come to that writing conclusion and it gets we'll get there when you we get to the cooking oh my god <laughs> but that is extremely good um i was just so jealous i'm like listen if we didn't get the big shot cover story of robert pattinson like i'm glad it was this guy because he For really real. did it he did the lord's work and by uh, that i mean our work <laughs> truly i it is nice to see someone who I don't know. I love those little parentheticals that actually it's like the narrator. He did not know what was going on. (laughs) (laughs) We talked a little bit about this last week about his workout stuff. But I did think it was interesting that like he was talking about how he's like his trainer gave him all this shit. And he was like, "Eh, I'm not really going to do that. Because like, you know, it says a lot about like society and like our expectations of bodies, which like totally valid for sure. And, like, Hollywood or whatever. But then he's like, so he calls Zoe Kravitz, who's also in the movie, and she's like, yeah, I'm training five times a week. What are you doing? (laughs) I still have shit. This is a paycheck. I got shit to do. And he's like, well, I'm just loafing about, so. Well. Sorry. (laughs) Well. I both of those are very valid. Like, you know. Absolutely. The expectations fucked. We talked about that a lot last week. But also... Zoe Kravitz knows how to keep her shit going. Right. And she's so, out here running circles around Roger. <laughs> exactly. And so it, it doesn't surprise me at all that he's like, eh, fuck it. <laughs> I believe that wholeheartedly. You have to tell us about the pasta. Oh, In quotation God. marks. <laughs> okay. So we learn from this that Robert isn't Exactly a chef. Uh, no. <laughs> we get a couple of tidbits throughout that he's like, well, first he's like, yeah, I'm kind of eating a very regimented stuff from Batman. Like, I'm eating all this diet stuff and, like, smoothies, protein shakes, whatever. Um, and then he'll just be like, yeah, sometimes I'll just, like, open, like, a can of tuna and, like, squirt some sriracha on it and call that a meal. And that's just, like, a picture of what the, <laughs> the cooking world of Robert Pattinson is. Um, and it only gets worse. <laughs> because we get to this pasta where he's like, I googled, like, how to microwave pasta. How to cook pasta in the microwave. Sorry. How to cook pasta in the microwave. And this lovely interviewer is like, you can't do that. <laughs> Please don't do that. Please don't do that. And he's like, yeah, yeah, you definitely can't do that. But I do it. And he unleashes this master plan that he's been working on for a fucking pasta company. (laughs) (laughs) This, like, insane, like, pasta pizza situation where it's like, what if it was just, like, a portable thing? Like, you just hold it in your hands. Sure. And we're just like, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> so, it's called <laughs> Pic- Piccolini Cus- Cusino? You're Cusino? doing great. Little Pillow. 
And it goes as follows. (laughs) (laughs) He has one box of cornflakes, which is supposed to be breadcrumbs, but he didn't have breadcrumbs and he couldn't find breadcrumbs. And so in his mind, he's like, that's the same thing. Sure. I'll just get (laughs) cornflakes. Innovation, folks. Innovation. A large, a giant lighter for, like, a flambe situation. What the fuck, Robert? Nine, nine (laughs) packages, not slices, packages of sliced cheese. (sighs) Sauce. Any sauce. Any sauce. (laughs) Any sauce. Any sauce. If you got sauce, done. You got it. The putting together of this is truly what is haunting to me. Yeah, the assembly is is terrible. It's a nightmare. I hate it. Aluminum foil. And he gets a little, like, little circle situation going on. He microwaves the pasta, as we've learned. He puts (sighs) dry pasta. Dry as bones pasta. Into a cereal bowl. (sighs) Puts water in it and puts it in the microwave for eight minutes. What the fuck? <laughs> he takes it out. He's like, I'm not sure if this is done, but I don't know how to. We're just gonna go. <laughs> I'm so, so angry. He puts. He sets the pasta aside. He puts sugar on top. Of the foil. And he's like, you gotta just cover the pasta and everything. You know, we gotta layer it. So he's like building this like weird, like lasagna situation where he has sugar, aluminum foil, sugar, cheese. Then <laughs> sugar. My ancestors are shaking in their graves. And then he's got the breadcrumbs, which is not breadcrumbs. They're <laughs> just cornflakes. And then he wraps it all up in the tin foil, and he's like, "Can I put this in the oven?" And he's like, "Yes, but Robert, please do not put it in the microwave." (laughs) (laughs) And all of us, I think, in our hearts, reading this was like, "Please don't put it in the microwave." And he's like, "Got it, got it, got it." I have a ton of ovens here. I'll just pick this one. And the guy's like. That looks like a microwave. He's like, no, 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 don't worry. It's totally not a microwave. (laughs) And he puts it in, closes the door, and immediately sparks are flying. (laughs) And this motherfucker almost burns down his goddamn kitchen. I hate him, but I love him so much. And so he puts this fucking mess of a meal into like a hamburger like I don't know I'm the assembly still is so unsettling like the pasta and the I I hate it I hate it I don't it makes understand. me so upset I don't it makes me so angry yeah there's so many things that the interviewer says here that are so powerful because you have to know like you have to keep in mind like the power dynamic here that this is an interviewer from GQ right watching a celebrity yeah do a fucking science experiment and (laughs) Zach is like um uh you look like you're cooking meth (laughs) and Robert is like I'm really trying to sell this company. I'm doing this for my brand. And Zach's like, please stop. Like, you are going to kill yourself. And I'm on FaceTime and I can't do anything. Right. It's like, I can't be liable for this. No. We don't and have the mun- the funds to, like, pay for insurance here. Like, no. Like, we can't. It is unreal. And there's also a part where, like, when Robert puts the the, like, foil pack of sugar, cheese, cornflakes, whatever the fuck is, in his, like, quote, oven, which actually is a microwave, it seems like. For sure a microwave. And also, (laughs) when he sees that, he, the interviewer starts to just refer it as an oven slash microwave throughout. (laughs) It's so fucking good. And Zach says, like, proudly he's walking back toward the counter that his 
that his phone is on when behind him a lightning bolt erupts from the oven slash microwave (laughs) and Pattinson ducks like someone outside has opened fire. He's giggling and crouching as the oven throws off stray flickers of light and sound. And it's just, I can see it in my mind's eye of just him, of just Robert having the time of his life making this evil concoction. And it is haunting to me. This is... Hear me out. What if this is just an elaborate bit? It has to be. It has to be. I I don't know if it has to be, but I think it is as strong. Because even in this interview, he mentions, like, all of his history with, like, interviews and stuff. Where he's like, yeah, sometimes I'll just, like, say random shit because, like, I don't know how to actually be sincere. And so it's, like, funnier for me and, like, easier for me to just be like, let me, here's a weird anecdote that didn't happen. Like, I saw a clown die. (laughs) Or whatever. You know? (laughs) Like, those kind of things. And I think this was like, here's my fucking Anne. Here's my little, little prank I'm gonna pull. I'm gonna make, I'm just gonna act a fool. I mean, it's, I, (sighs) Because the I alternative so. is this is his life. No. That's the uh, alternative. <laughs> he lives I, like this. I. Or that Suki Waterhouse is just cooking everything, which if that's her choice, fine. And But he is incompetent in this universe, if that I, is the case. I like to believe in my heart that Suki Waterhouse <laughs> is not letting this happen. <laughs> I would hope so. But do we know? Well, we don't. But I like to hope. That this is not something that he is eating. Because it's nothing. You don't eat uncooked penne pasta. And no one yeah. actually likes eating penne, let's be honest. Hey, whoa, 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 whoa. Um, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Topped with sugar, nine packs of sliced cheese, mm-hmm. and frosted flakes. Like, listen. <laughs> to be fair, they're cornflakes. <laughs> Nasty. Which are basically fucking breadcrumbs. That sounds awful. Yeah, it sounds like a full nightmare. That's. Batman doesn't eat that. No. Well, actually, I mean, Batman probably never learned how to cook. So maybe Batman does eat that. But I hope not for his sake. I'm going to have nightmares about it for the rest of time. Yeah. All right. Would you like to read our listener email for us before we get into our chapters? Boy, would I. Sam. This is from Sam. Who says, hi, guys. I just finished your latest episode and will 100% have to re-listen because from the second you mentioned Pitch Perfect, my mind went nuts because Pitch Perfect is Twilight. That's what I'm saying. Hear me out. Becca is Bella, low-key, misanthropic, and definitely socially inept. (laughs) Chloe is Jacob, sweet yet definitely overstepping all sorts of boundaries and obsessed with Becca slash Bella. Jesse is Edward, making dumb choices for Becca Smith Bella, forcing his interest on her, serenading her, oh my and God. feeling very much superior to her all the time. <laughs> Our preferred couple out of this love triangle did not get to be together out of homophobia, pitch perfect, and misogyny to the max, Twilight. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. The Bellas are obviously the wolves and the troubles of the columns. <laughs> Aubrey is Sam Yuli. Oh <laughs> my god! <laughs> Pissed off at the state of the world and the stupid newcomer who's the source of all their problems. I could go on forever. This has literally been keeping me up for two hours past my quarantine bedtime. Oh my god. Wow. This, this is... I see the red string, Sam. I see it. Wow. And a dispatch all the way from Germany. So Holy shit. Shout out. Yeah. Shout out, I... Sam. Wow, Sam. I understand. <laughs> the idea of Aubrey being Sam Yuli really... That's something else. Oh, wow. That really hits... Wow. Yeah. that There's something powerful there. And I didn't realize <laughs> that I was missing it in my life. Um, but thank yeah, you. Yeah, truly, that is the Venn diagram of your interests. It really is. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I What the fuck? It really is. Sam just really needed to point it out for me. 
Yeah, you had to open your third eye, you know. <laughs> My third eye is pitch perfect. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's I'm pitch perfect twilight. <laughs> I'm changing my Twitter bio to that right now. My third eye is perfect. I I, I hope you do. Holy fuck. Okay. Do you want to get into these really wild chapters? Boy, do I. I'm actually excited. These are fun. These were bougie chapters. Listen, this is... I feel like I say this all the time, but this is what I was hoping for when we were reading Fifty Shades, right? Because Fifty Shades, that's true. I was like the one, my one complaint besides like all the actual horrendous things. <laughs> my one petty complaint was like I don't get any of the luxury. I don't that's get the fair. opulence. I don't get like I don't get the idea that like we're just swimming in wealth, and I'm just like that's the fantasy you are putting on to me as a spectator. But this, this is it, folks. That's true, and I will say. When I think of luxury, I definitely don't think of Ben and Jerry's in the vagina, <laughs> like we did right. in Fifty Shades. I do yeah. think, though, of Coca-Cola in the vagina, like we do have in this one. Yeah. Or That's just luxury, fancy folks. champagne in yeah. the tub. $25,000 worth of champagne is luxury. That is. That's it. All right, so when we left off last time, Joe, otherwise known as the fucking professor, it was like some fucking clue bullshit, um, (laughs) was received an urgent message by a waitress on a napkin um, to go to suite 79. And this is where I got a little bit confused while reading these. They still are in the hotel, Yes. Um, there, so he was supposed to go to Love Sweet, um, and meet her there. So chapter 19 starts and he goes up to her door and sees that she's had some room service. Um, he's very fascinated by the fact that she's has, she's had something with cheese knives. She's had some truffle fries. He's very fascinated by this. And when he knocks on her door, she's like, um, I'm sorry, I didn't order any room service. And he's like, no, love, it's me. It's Joseph. And she starts to, like, close the door on him and doesn't get that she's, like, trying to role play with him. Until he remembers, oh, yeah, love is perverted. Because that was a huge thing. She's a dirty pervert, and I love it. (laughs) She's a dirty pervert that likes to have mild role play with me. Um, and the main thing that she keeps saying to him is, this is really inconvenient because my butler just drew me a bath. So, the main thing that keeps happening here uh, <laughs> is they finally go into the bathroom of the suite. And Joe is, like, freaking out because the suite is incredibly opulent, which I don't know why he assumed that the main floor of this hotel would be, but the bedrooms would be where they skimped on, but sure. Yeah. And he goes to the bathroom and is shocked that the bathtub is yellow and doesn't have clear water, like water should be. (laughs) What is this? Did you pee in here? (laughs) Yeah, he was like, this bathtub is full of piss, love. (laughs) And, we pay good money to be here. And you're going to piss in the tub? <laughs> you're going to piss so much in the tub that you fill it? <laughs> Why did you ask all these people to come piss in the tub? Why is your piss so bubbly? <sighs> Why is Why that you your thing? Why do piss? <laughs> um, carbonated piss is my favorite ska band. Stop! <laughs> No. That's somebody something, though. Um, Stop it. You st- <laughs> Anyways, um, her something, though, is that she has spent $25,000 worth of champagne to fill this bathtub. The flex. And now she wants to take a bath in it. The absolute flex. Do you ever want to get a UTI? 
<laughs> just for the gram. Yeah, just for the opulence, baby. Just, just the legs. And this whole time, he's like, fuck. This sucks because she's making me seem like an inferior. Oh, I'm yeah. A little, I'm a little servant boy, and she's a princess who's got money. And it's like, y'all, she just dropped $25,000 on champagne like it was nothing. It's true. So yep. she could sit in a bathtub with you. It's true. That is not you being a cuck. It's for real. Um, cause that's, I don't know where he even got this part of the, oh, I guess it was like when she, when she says like, I didn't order any room service. Right. Yeah. And he took that as like, oh, she wants me to be in this role play as like one of the servant people. Right. Oh, and- so you think I'm a commoner? <laughs> <laughs> um... And, Just some plebeian muskrat. And instead of, like, leaning into the fantasy, he is, like, his ego got involved. And he was, like, I'm I'm rich, too. I, I was able to pick up and move to L.A. all of a sudden. It's like, fuck off, Joseph. Um, like... No one is ever going to be this rich that you can just drop all this money on champagne that you can just drop. I don't know. She's just going to sit in it and then just let it all go down the drain. Yeah. Um, And he's all saying in his head, like, she could have opened the door and pretended I was a CIA operative or the hotel doctor or an escaped (laughs) convict. (laughs) All of which are totally sexy. Yep. So and sexy. all the same. Could you imagine uh, if he roleplayed an ex-convict? You know, the actual criminal. That he is? Joe Goldberg. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so he says, drain the tub. Like, they haven't even got it in yet. And he's like, drain the tub. And Love's like, fuck you. This no. is $25,000 worth of champagne. I haven't yeah. even gotten to sit in it yet. Um, and he, like, storms out of the bathroom. So, he starts to get undressed, and she is, <laughs> this is why I fucking hate Caroline sometimes, because Joseph is like, she's drying up, fuck you symbolism, and she's pissy. It's like, okay, go away. We get it. Right. <laughs> we get it, obviously. And she comes back out, obviously, annoyed um and this is when joseph thinks it's appropriate to start playing simon says but it's joe says instead and i hate it it is and this is where it gets like very um it does it gets like very 50 shades of like he's like i'm gonna really lean into this power situation right now even though nothing has proven that this is the case like i don't know he really needs this though to like help his ego in this moment i guess it's gross and this all seems to be going really well for both of them though they really seem to be into it um until there's one record scratch moment for joseph uh which is that uh Love doesn't go down on Joseph. And honestly, good for her. (laughs) Uh, He doesn't deserve it. He doesn't deserve it. He does not deserve it. If he's not going to go into that bathtub, then what's the point? Yeah, she has reserved every right to deny you head. After making her drain down 25 smackaroonies of champagne down the drain. Like what? It's fucked up. Like, she's allowed to have limits. Like, it, it doesn't... Anyways. Yeah. Um, he also takes it as a personal offense. He's like, excuse me. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. It... He, like... I would like you to go down here now. <laughs> yeah. It's... And he makes her, like, uncomfortable and, like, demand an explanation when, like, does not need an explanation. Nope. Um, and then all of a sudden... Oh, it, 
I don't even know where this came out of, but she's like, there's a Coke in the fridge. Will you get it? So all of a sudden there's like a Coke bottle in this in situation. Play. <laughs> there's, there, this is a now part of this. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, and it's glass too, which like feels incredibly dangerous. And also very phallic. <laughs> yes, I agree. Um, and so there's this very, and Joe will not let this go. So love is like, fuck me. And Joe, and Joseph says, Joe says, suck me. And because they're doing this whole thing. And so love says, because they're awful. because I, I hate them so much. And so she responds, love says, fuck me. And so now they're, like, in it, and now there's, like, coke spilling (laughs) everywhere, and it's like, what is happening? You didn't think to put it down? Why was this brought up in the first place? Why is there an open bottle of liquid, an open glass bottle of liquid? Why did we even bring this into the equation? Why? There's too many variables. Why is this happening? Oh, God. Anyways, so there's just, like it's awful. Um, and I don't like it. Um, but Joe seems fine that like there's Coke in the equation, but that it wasn't like quote tainted by champagne. Um, and the, (sighs) once they've had sex, he, Joseph does his usual thing where he, it digs around for love's underwear um, because he describes himself as a hunter. Nice. Um, super good. Um, and he finds them in the trash. And in the morning, they have a conversation where love says that she, her little indulgence is that she never wears the same underwear twice. Um, which again, flex. Right, huge flags. Like, what a nice, uh, not good for the environment, but, like, can you imagine, like, oh, I don't do my own laundry. And it's like, oh, do you have someone that does it for you? And it's like, nah, dude, I just don't wear the same clothes twice. Like, forget outfit repeaters. Imagine never wearing the same underwear more than once. (laughs) No. What? (laughs) What a mood. Ugh. It's, those are the kinds of things where it's, like, why was why was ridiculous stuff like that not in Fifty Shades? Seriously, I, I don't. Anyways, um, this, anyways, um, Joseph is still upset about the blowjob situation. He starts talking in his head in all caps because he sure. is a petty, um, and that's ridiculous. Um, but we do find out that Love actually does have a, a butler named Henry. Okay. Um, who shows up at this hotel and, and brings her food, um, brings them in and out and they watch Bride Wars, which is a mood, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) And so they are just chilling in this hotel. They watch fucking TBS and they go to the pool and... They just chill, and Joseph fucking throws his phone in the pool on accident, and <laughs> it's all chill, I guess. Yeah. Problem solved. Yeah. Relationship uh, saved. Yeah. <laughs> it's just literally no phones, just vibes in this moment. Simply just vibes. Yep. Um, so, chapter 20. Um, Joseph is incredibly uncomfortable the next day when he wakes up, and he has, like, toast and jam and a robe. And he's like, I don't know what this life is, um, but I feel very uncomfortable right now. Um, he's like, even though I haven't gotten a blowjob in two days, uh, this is the life and I'm living it. This is the problem is that like it's been two days and now that his phone finally works, he turns it on um, and he's kind of like shaken back into reality um, and he right. remembers that Delilah exists. Right. <laughs> there are other people in his life. Yes. Um, and 
it's a shame because I had kind of gone a while and forgotten that Delilah existed either. Um, yeah. Which in the TV show would have never happened. Right. But in but the this book, de- this Delilah is less different. cool. We still love her, but just it's different like person. Right. It's yeah. Just, ugh, yeah. Um, and Joseph had unintentionally, but still, um, had ignored Delilah when her mom had come to town. Yeah. Um, and I had forgotten that. Um, but she has been, like, texting him nonstop. <laughs> um, and has gotten to the point where she was, like, um, Harvey says you never came home. I'm, like, calling hospitals now. Uh, <laughs> Are you alive? Are you good? Yeah. You're never um, allowed to see my tits again. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yo, yeah, because there's that time where she, like, sends him a picture of her boobs. Um, and then Calvin also has texted Joe pretty recently saying that he thinks Amy is in the store um, because she's, it's a, a woman's there with a book this time and not a screenplay. Yeah. And so, yes, he's paid attention this time. And so Joseph is like, got a blast. Uh, (laughs) um, He doesn't realize until he is like on his way in a cab to his workplace that he has does not have love's number. Which will come into play soon. However, um. He's having Calvin hold off Amy, or what he assumes is Amy, um, by saying that uh, Joe is uh, yoga, or whatever it is that L.A. people do. Right. Um, But then this gets into a very, at least what Joseph says, as a very fast five situation. Do you want to walk (laughs) us through this moment? (laughs) So I'm curious what you, I'm curious what your thoughts were on this very high intensity moment yeah it was riveting pages were flying yes so so he hails a cab yes and it's like we got you gotta book it we gotta go this place and he's texting Kyle he's like I got it I'm on my way I'm on my way and so they like pull up and he like looks over and sees Amy and Calvin like flirting in the shop and he's like fuck it that cunt (laughs) like I'm gonna go get him and like runs out of the cab without paying. And then the cab driver is like, hey, motherfucker, you gotta pay for your cab. You can't just do that, sir. You can't just leave. And he was like, shit. And all that commotion, like, the car stopped in the middle of the road now. And there are other cabs just, or other cars just, like, surrounding it, not being able to move. And they're honking and shit. And all of this commotion... That Amy hears it and turns around and is like, you motherfucker, (laughs) and books it. (laughs) And then he's like, fuck. (laughs) But she gets away and she has to, he has to go back to the store being like, well, beans. Well, beans. beans. I was my, I, for months have been staking out this plan and I whiffed it. And also that cab driver never got his money. So that's so disrespectful. That's so disrespectful. I think he... I swear he paid him. Maybe it was oh, just like, maybe it was just like a 10 or something. Oh, I think I just misread him being like, uh, pulling away upset, being like, oh, this was just such an annoying convenience, inconvenience, then like, I didn't get paid. I think I just skimmed that too quickly. I just assumed that he like underpaid the cab driver or sure. something. Yeah. He's like, this is all I have. Here you go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. God damn it, Joseph. Joseph. So tense. So tense yeah. just to fuck it up again, Joseph. Seriously. Anyways. So he gets back. Calvin's like, dude, I tried my best. But <laughs> I tried really <laughs> hard. I tried so hard, bud. Um, but she didn't really want you anyway. She was flirting with me. Um so... <laughs> and Apparently, Calvin got Amy's address, but he will not give it to Joseph because he's high off his mind. Um, And so Calvin ends up leaving to get smoothies. And Joseph gets his 
address off of his iPad. Yeah. Works out. Great. Or I think actually, like, Joseph ends up getting the smoothies. Um, yeah, oh, that's he, like, right. drugs him. He, like, that's right. puts a bunch of pills in there. And he that's passes right. out. <laughs> and he's, that's like, right. pulls the fucking DIY fucking flyer analog from his fucking coat pocket. God like, damn it. Perfect. Joseph and his fucking Percocets. I know. What's the deal? I don't know. Anyways. Um, that's right, because he, Calvin is a, a dingus, and he has his password cheat sheet, like, in his wallet or something. <laughs> yeah. So ridiculous. Anyways, so, I guess the building that Amy gave the address to is, like, around the corner or something. And so, he... Joseph goes, gets some, like, fake flowers, and tries to buzz in. He's able to, like, buzz into this apartment, um, tries to find the right one, like, breaks the lock, sneaks in, um, and it seems like someone was, like, just there or is, like, still there. And so he's trying to be super quiet. Yeah. Um, a lot of the stuff that he's describing about this place doesn't really seem like Amy, but sure, yeah, why not? <laughs> um, and when he walks into this bedroom, um, he peels a lot, like, off the blanket of someone who's sleeping there, and it's someone that's shorter than Amy and not wearing the same clothes, and this person, she, like, beats the shit out of him. <laughs> yeah. Like, kicks him to the ground. Yeah. And, like, stomps on his head. And he passes out. And that's where the chapter ends. I love to see it. It... Uh, I am very intrigued. I... What if this is, like, the... That BDSM lady from the show? Like, the what? weird roommate? <sighs> what I would give, honestly. I would love... I would love that. It's like, we got it, or at least we're entering new characters into the mix. I'm bored Truly. the smattering of people we have so far. Yeah, they are, they are not that interesting to me. So I agree with that. Yeah. But next week, chapters 21, 22, Ooh. and 23. Whoa. I know. We're having Whoa. to read a little bit more so that we can get done with this book on time so we can get to Midnight Sun. We're here for you. We are doing it for you. For you? For you. <laughs> <laughs> um, we have quite a few patrons to thank. Oh my gosh. We love to see it. What if, for our patrons, we... Give them steps of the little pillow recipe. Oh, yes. Okay. That's so good. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, all right. Then we have a whole bunch of patrons to thank this week. Ooh. Would you like to go first? Sure will. Uh, shout out and also welcome to yeah. Maggie Quinn. Welcome. A $7 sponsor who's going to be sauce. Like a tomato sauce? Just any sauce. <laughs> Just any sauce. <laughs> All right. Welcome back to Ooh. Katie Weber. Welcome back. Who's going to be the one, one, Giant, filthy, <laughs> dust-covered box of cornflakes. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out, <sighs> Zoe Steele. Who's gonna be... Microwaving penne and water <sighs> for eight minutes. <laughs> Honestly, haunting. <laughs> so cursed. It's so... Ugh. Okay. Shout out to Rebecca... Colin, who's gonna be one incredibly large novelty lighter. <laughs> it's so good. 
<laughs> just for the purpose of flambéing. That's not yes. what lighters do. <laughs> nope, that's not their purpose. You need a little torch for that. Whatever. <laughs> oh my god, a nobody let this torch. man get a fucking like blowtorch. We cannot let that no. happen. Shout out Elizabeth Swan. Wow, wow, wow. Who's gonna be... Nine packs of pre-sliced cheese. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Shout out to Amy Taylor. Boing, boing, boing. Who's gonna be the latex gloves. Oh, yes. Important. <laughs> Apparently really important to this recipe. <laughs> Shout out Mulch Gray. Mulch. <laughs> Mulch. Who's gonna be putting tinfoil in what is clearly a microwave? <laughs> Honestly, so disrespectful. <laughs> Against the rules. <laughs> Shout out to Kelly Beck. Boing, boing, boing. Um, this is. Okay. I'm. This is not part of the recipe, um, but it is part of the conversation i just like this little tidbit where <laughs> robert is like do you know the pasta that's like that's a little it's like a blob sort of a squiggly bob and zach is like noki and <laughs> robert's like no 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 no. it looks like what would you even call it it looks like a sort of messy like the hair bun on a girl and <laughs> zach says i have literally no idea what you're talking about <laughs> Why does that- he talk like a wizard? <laughs> he speaks in riddles. That Kelly Beck, you are speaking in riddles. That's you. <laughs> Shout out to Taylor Brown Town. Lautner. It's gonna be the little little sprinkling of sugar. Just as a crust. <laughs> Just as a crust. <laughs> you gotta like layer it like a lasagna. You know, I gotta have it. <laughs> okay. Um, shout out to Aaron Salinger. Point, point, point. Who's gonna be um, after he crumbles some cornflakes onto the aluminum foil? And then he adds sauce, which is red. <laughs> I can't believe this man is 34. I'm sorry. I can't. I can't. It's honestly so fucked up. Oh my god. Okay, finally. Jesus. Shout out to Sophia Salinger. Who's gonna Bless. be the classic, classic can? Of British beans. With oh a my seed. god. It's so important <laughs> to me. I can't I'm help. gonna write a dissertation about this. Like, I need to just, like... It's so powerful yeah. to me. That that can of beans with the Z. It yes. means so much to me. The culture. It was a cultural reset. Every time that I see that photo of people sharing it, I look for it, like, okay, is this the real photo? Does it have the beans with a Z? <laughs> it means so much. Okay. Yeah. All right. I have a fan fiction for you today. Thank God. And this is going to require a little bit of a back and forth with it. I need, I need a little bit of audience support with this one. I'd get you in my audience. Do you mean me? Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this needs a little bit of audience involvement with this one. Yeah. Got it. So, this was written by the author Mads J20, and it is titled 51 Things Emmett Colon is Not Allowed to Do. <laughs> okay. And the author's note with this is. Hey guys, oh my gosh, it's been so long since I uploaded. The last time I posted was back in August. But anyways, I didn't die and I didn't forget about Wattpad. Smiley face. I'm also trying to come up with a list for Bella and Jacob. I personally don't think that this list is the greatest, but it's not horrible. If you have any ideas, please tell me and I love you forever. <laughs> so, 
There are 51 things in here, and I will not read all of them to you, but I will read some. Yeah. So, if you can, please choose five numbers between 1 and 51. Okay. Let's do 1, 9, 29, 36. And? And 49. Mm. Okay. All right. <laughs> I will read these in the order then of 1, 9, 29, 36, and 49. Great. All right. Those number are your lucky one. numbers, by the way. This is a fortune yes. cookie of a podcast. Yes. So. <laughs> <laughs> Those are your lucky numbers for the week. All right. Number one, Pet Seth. Oh, these are, again, 51 things Emmett Cullen is not allowed to do. Don't get it twisted. Yes. Pet Seth as if he were a dog. <laughs> Number nine. Tell the school Alice knows when the world will end. Mm. Number 29. Take the bus and yell, I can run faster than this every five minutes. <laughs> Number 36. Obsess over Facebook. Yeah. And 49. Sell Alice on eBay. Oh my God. <laughs> I want a full fanfic of Emmett trying to sell his sister. <laughs> Some of these are legitimately really funny. Yeah, um, I'm having a ball. So, Would you like to tag you, yourself? Um, if you, I, I know that I've never said this before, but if you would like to actually click on the link, you are more than welcome to. Whoa. <laughs> I know. I've never let you do this before. Um... <laughs> The oh my god! If I cover <laughs> yes, it's very important. Um, if I had to tag myself on this, I would say uh, number eight: wrestle a shark and bring it home for supper. Wow! But honestly, great. number nine, the one that you chose of tell the school Alice knows when the world will end, is <laughs> really powerful. Yeah, it's 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 got a big energy to it. It really does. Um, but all of these are really powerful, and I enjoyed this one a lot. Yeah. So thank you for your audience participation. Of course. Yes. All right. Well, as we say here in Forks. Ooh. Back to the old stomping grounds. <laughs> that we here. <laughs> get bit. <laughs> and get whipped. And eat Ooh. beans with a Z. Eat them. Only with a Z. Only with a Z. And don't eat little pillow pasta. This is an Earbud Media production. You can find us on Twitter at Earbud Media and listen to the rest of our shows. You can find this show on Twitter at Into the Twilight, as well as Into the Twilight.show. You can send us an email at Into the Twilight Show at gmail.com. You can also become a sponsor of the show or buy some merch at Into the Twilight.bigcartel.com. Our art is done by Maddie Padilla, who you can find at Your Ghost Toast 44 on Instagram, and our music is done by Eli Krauss, you can find at Eli Sauerkraus and Krausfilms.com. The intro and outro is by KB Smith, who you can find at kb underscore underscore smith on twitter you can find ali on twitter at into wild places and you can find me at dyke discourse you've been listening to earbud media production earbud media audio for everyone